0: Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home.
1: Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in on this Sunday evening. My co-host, Pastor Josh, and I are very grateful to have you with us. And we're glad that we can share the ministry of Answers from Antioch with you, where we take God's Word, look through the lens of the Bible, and look at what's happening around us, and get a much better understanding of what is actually going on. And certainly, God's Word illuminates that to us. And so we'll be doing that today Uh, Pastor Josh is also staff evangelist for Southwest Radio Church Ministries, and we're excited that he's part of this radio program as well. Well, first question came to me. I was reading John chapter number 3 this week and verse number 19, and boy, did it ever explain something that is going on today. He says, Jesus saying these words to Nicodemus, remember, and this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Light is coming to the world and the condemnation, the judgment is that men have loved darkness rather than light. Brings to my mind a question that came up this week. Why is the culture so against true Bible believers? Well, I'm glad that question came up because it's answered right here in John 3 and verse 19 when Jesus said, Light has come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light. You see, the light of the gospel, the light of the Word of God, the truth exposes the evil and the lies, the darkness that Satan has placed in this world. So, there's an antagonism there, my friend, because Satan, being the prince and the power of the air, this being his worldly kingdom in a sense, he is the opposite. He's in darkness. He's in falsehood. He's a murderer. He's a liar. He's the opposite of everything that God is. Jesus, the the very light himself, the word of God, the very truth and light itself. Uh, So we know the opposition is there. But uh, Christians have always, to one extent or another, uh, we have felt like someone has said this in a recent article I read that Christians have felt like fish out of water. Well, it's because, as Jesus said, we're in the world, uh, but we're not of this world. And uh, that shouldn't be a surprise to us. But keep in mind, this world system is not God's system. Now, we know ultimately our Lord Jesus is in control. And I like something that, A Scottish minister, Alexander McLaren, I've got several of his books, and I love to read from him. But uh, he made this statement. He said, Society is not of God, and the institutions of every nation upon earth have still in them much of the evil one. Christian people are set down in the midst of these, and so the antagonism is there. We're right in the midst, yes, we may be called fish out of water. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. But yet we're to be the light of the world. John says something like that in First John chapter number 5 as well. We were in John chapter 3, but First John chapter number 5 and verse number 19. Here's what he had to say, 19 and 20. He says, and we know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true and we are in Him that is true even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. You see how powerful these words are? It tells us simply this, that we are in the world and He says the world lies in wickedness and we know that we are of God. We know that the Son of God's come, and He's given us an understanding. That's what this ministry is about, is helping us to look through the lens of the Bible and get the understanding of our culture. And But we are of God. We are His children. We're of His kingdom. And so ultimately the antagonism is there. God is always sovereign. We know that. Don't ever forget that. Yes, he is in control. He's over all. Nevertheless, Satan controls those who are outside of Christ's kingdom. Don't forget that. He works strategically to consume the hearts and the minds of young people. And boy, is he doing that today. Uh, Martin Luther, 500 years ago, said this he says i am afraid that the schools will prove to be the very gates of hell unless they diligently labor in explaining the holy scriptures and engraving them in the heart of the youth martin luther said that 5 over 500 years ago think about that warning and he's so right that's what public education has done today it has in it has become the very gates of hell itself, and sadly to say that it is. But that wasn't always the design of public education. Uh, our founding fathers landed here, and the first hundred and six, uh, or hundred, yeah, hundred and six of the first hundred and eight colleges in America were distinctly Christian colleges. Yet the present day education is anti-ethical to christianity contrary to the word of god completely and uh, this is that's where we are today the warren court and uh, uh, puts prayer and the bible out of school in 62 and 63 in 1980 uh, the 10 commandments were removed and so i'm saying to you my friend uh, yes Satan, those outside of the kingdom of God, are under the control of our adversary, the devil. and We're warned about that. Don't forget, now, Ephesians warns us that he has schemes. The wiles are the schemes of the devil. Our adversary, the devil, always schemes to infiltrate and dominate individual hearts as well as the various institutions of the world. And uh, this one book the Bible was the institution, or excuse me, was the book that was to be used in the early institutions. I think that's very important for us to remember. Do you know that um one of the one of the authors, well actually a co-author co-author to the First Amendment, which guarantees our right to freedom of speech and freedom of religion. Uh, Fisher Ames was his name Uh, He's the co-author of the First Amendment, and he said way back around the turn of the 1800s, right around the 18th, well, early 1800s. He died in 1808, but Fisher Ames said these words. He said, I see a dangerous trend that we are putting more and more textbooks into the schools that are teaching fables. They're teaching moral lessons And much less time is being spent teaching the Word of God, which is the most valuable textbook our schools could ever have. Now, that came from a co-author of the First Amendment to the Constitution. Fisher Ames was his name. I believe he was a representative from the state of Massachusetts. And uh, he saw this way back then. So looking at today, again, the question... Why does this culture, why do, are they so against Christians and uh, true Bible believers? Why are they so against us? Why are they wanting to uh, attack us and ride right in our face with things? It's because that Satan is the prince and the power of the air. And if individuals are not part of the kingdom of God, then my friend, they're serving their king, the devil. And we know that. Our adversary, the devil, has plenty of schemes. You know, the Apostle Paul uh, tells us that we as believers in truth, Second 2 Corinthians 2.11, uh, that we know the schemes of the devil. We're not, we're not ignorant of his devices. These devices or schemes are aimed at keeping people from knowing the Lord, While also tempting Christians to compromise their allegiance to Christ and to His Word, Satan's schemes is to keep people, our young people, our kids, to keep them from knowing the Lord and to keep you and I from being strongly determined that we are going to stand on the Word of God. Uh, I saw a great example of that this week, the Promise Keepers, who made a bold statement about their stand on the Scriptures. These men and this men's group that travels the country and they have meetings everywhere. I believe it's, I believe uh, they were scheduled to have one down at Belmont University, which, quote, is supposed to be a Christian university, uh, sometime later this year. And Belmont canceled them and said that they were too vocal on their stand on the Scriptures and too, I'm going to say, just too conservative in marriage between a man and a woman, and that gender was male and female. They're really what it boils down to. And so they canceled the event. Well, boy, Promise Keepers has, has come out and just made true statements. And when you see in-your-face stuff, as we've seen, and when you see the antagonism against the church, the reason is what it's always been is that the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan, uh, the prince and the power of the air, he is the one that is infiltrating the hearts of young people. He's the one that's, uh, can I say, he's even infiltrating uh, churches to pull them away from their stand on the Scriptures, while at the same time, you and I as believers are being encouraged by God's Word that we are in the world. We're not of the world. And as First John said, I read to you that this world is wicked. We're set down in the middle of it. We're to be light in darkness. We're to be uh, that salt in an area that needs a lot of salt. And we're told not to love the world or anything that's in the world. Anyone that loves the world the love of the Father is not in him, John wrote to us. So we find that We are going to continually be at odds with this world system, with this culture. So don't think it's a strange thing that uh, old Satan is rearing his ugly old head and doing more and more to defame the church and the Christians and to keep Christians from being bold and enticing them to give in. And to not be strong in their faith. Don't think it's strange because that's been the attack from day one. Our founding fathers, such as I quoted Fisher Ames, saw that here in America and all the way back to Adam and Eve. That has been the devil's plans. But what are you and I going to do? I'll tell you, we're going to do what we know God wants us to do. He is our king, He's our master. He's our Lord. We're going to stand on the Word of God. We're going to proclaim truth. We are light in a dark world. And men love darkness rather than light. And that's the condemnation. But we will not stop shedding light. We're not going to quit our witness of the Word of God and truth to a world that needs it so desperately. I encourage you. In this program, when you see the opposition coming and mounting, stand strong in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor Josh is coming now, sharing some great truths with us as well. Thank you, Pastor Brad, and thank you to our
0: listening audience. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Answers from Antioch, brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. We encourage you to connect with us on our website. That's AntiochBristol.com. While you're there, you can listen to the past episodes of this program. We have a Monday through Friday 10-minute program. This weekend edition, that's 30 minutes. And then while you're on our website, you can watch our service live stream videos. They're all archived there from our Sunday services. And you can watch those anytime that you like. There's options through tools like Sermon Audio where you can download the audio and take it with you wherever you go. And it won't require an internet connection. So that's some great ways that you can connect with us and some more of our content and sermons and things like that. But we also extend an invitation to you. Maybe you're listening and you're new to our area or you don't have a church home. We'd love for you to come and worship with us at any and all of our services. Service times, contact information, and much more is available on our church website. That's AntiochBristol.com. Of course, you can always reach out to us by phone at 276 669 Four zero three zero, that's two seven six 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 nine forty thirty. Well, I want to share with you some updates and things that are happening in our world today that show that we are progressively moving towards a one world global system. And when I speak about that, I don't want to speak in fear, and I don't want you to walk away from this thinking, oh my. What are we going to do? We're wringing our hands. We don't know where to go. We don't know what to do. What's this world coming to? No, that's the opposite place I want to leave you. I want to leave you encouraged, knowing that our redemption draweth nigh. I believe that Christ is coming before the time of judgment that will come upon this earth. We call the Great Tribulation Period. And so when we speak about the mark of the beast, when we speak about these things, those are future. And in my opinion, the church will not be here during that time. So we don't have to worry about receiving the mark of the beast. So, the things I want to describe to you, the things that are happening, are things that we see setting the stage and progressing our soon movement to these kinds of things. I found a story, it's almost funny. Uh, how ridiculous that it is, but it just shows you where we are as a culture today, how reliant we are on technology. And I believe technology is going to open many gateways, many doors. We are on just the cusp of an entire revolution with the advent of AI technology that we are seeing this year. And I think Well, I'm no prophet. I won't predict. I was going to say when we get to December, we can say AI is the big story of the year. But we don't know what's going to happen over the next six months. Something even greater could happen. And who knows? We may be with the Lord six months from now. Uh, I'm no prophet. I can't predict the future. Uh, but this AI stuff is got to be one of, if not the biggest story of the year and things that we see happening and the rise of technology that we see advancing on a daily basis. And in Revelation chapter 13, I want to come back to that story in just a minute that I talked about. But let me point out what Scripture says first, and then we'll jump back to that story. Because it's so ridiculous, it's crazy. But in Revelation 13, it tells us here in verse 16, and he, speaking of the Antichrist, He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. I don't want to go too deep into this, but the word in, translated in here, oftentimes in our modern um, vantage point, we think of this as being a microchip, and something that's got to be inserted inserted, under our skin, in our foreheads, and in our hand. But the word translated here, in, is also translated on, O-N. And actually in the King James Bible, it's translated more times as on, O-N, than it is in, I-N. And the point that I'm making without belaboring it, without jumping too deep into the Bible study exposition is simply this. It's not doing violation to the context of scripture to understand in as on. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be a microchip technology or some kind of vaccine or injection of particles or whatever it may be. Now, It certainly could be that, and I'm not saying it's not that, but I am saying it doesn't have to be that and still be faithful with the text. It can be simply on. And what do I mean by that? How do we see that happening in our world around us? The use of camera technology is developed to such a stage where we have biometric data that's available Uh, anywhere and everywhere we go. Uh, What are these biometric data Uh, fingerprint scans, for instance? That's been around for years and years and years. And now facial recognition software is is everywhere, and and it has been for years. Uh, Many smartphones utilize facial recognition software. When you want to unlock your phone, it takes a scan of your face and realizes it's you and they give you access to your phone with just the swipe of your finger and your facial recognition scan. That's been around for many years, and the market continues to expand. Uh, For your home security systems, you can buy camera systems that can detect facial recognition. And here's a story I wanted to share with you. There was a man, and this is a true story. This sounds like I'm making this up, but it's true. It actually happened. But a man had all the latest gadgets and gizmos and powered chiefly by Amazon. He had the video doorbell that includes facial recognition software and all those kinds of things. And he was not at home. This is key to the story. He wasn't at home. Amazon is delivering a package. The delivery driver has headphones in his ears. He brings it up, and the doorbell recognizes someone, does a scan, recognizes that it's not the homeowner, and just gives a standard greeting, something like, hi, how are you today, Uh, or what can I help you with, something along those lines. But the driver, with his headphones in, thinks that the homeowner has picked up on his presence and made a racial slur directed at the delivery driver. So this Amazon driver reports it to his superiors at Amazon. And because this man has a smart home with uh, latest Amazon uh, gizmos and gadgets and etc., they decide to lock down his account. Now, his door is also digital and electronic. So he doesn't have a key that he can open or unlock any of the doors of his home. And as I said, he's not at home when this happens. So when he gets home and tries to gain entry into his own house, he cannot get in. Amazon has locked him out of his own house for what this driver reported to be a uh, racial slur. Isn't this the craziest story that you ever heard? It took this man almost a week to gain entrance back into his own house when he offered enough proof to Amazon that he was not at home, that he did not make that comment, and that his doorbell had spoken on his behalf to the delivery driver, and that the delivery driver actually misheard what he thought he heard. And so, (laughs) I'll laugh about it, just how ridiculous it is, but I think this is so indicative, and it's a great illustration of where our society is heading. What are we going to do when government is overseeing us? And in the Great Tribulation period, government is going to come together as one, and all people are going to be under one government. And I believe that the Antichrist will uh, leverage this kind of technology for his own gain and for his own control. And really, what we see happening in the stage that we see setting on this world stage right now, the name of the game is control. Dear friends, that's what it's all about. It's all about control. And, you know, there's some good innovations that are coming. Like I said, these security cameras that you can buy for your own home that will scan biometric data to be able to see who is this person that's approaching. Is it a friendly face that the system has learned and recognized as being the homeowner? Then they can welcome that person in. And if it's an intruder, they can help the police to identify this kind of thing. These can be good tools. But just like any tool... Take a hammer, for instance. A hammer can be used to build a house, to repair things around the home, to do some wonderful work with a hammer, but it can also become a deadly weapon. What's the difference? It's all in who controls it. And when the name of the game is control, and the government is looking to leverage that control that it has over citizens, I think we need to proceed with caution. We don't need to get sucked into saying, "Ooh, look, this is so shiny. This is so cool. I've got to have this latest and greatest gadget. What do you think the man who had all those gadgets from Amazon is thinking? Uh, if I was in his shoes, if I was in his house, I'd be getting rid of all that smart home innovation and going back to a dumb home. You know, just give me a key to unlock my door again. Uh, don't give me all this innovation anymore. I don't need this kind of things. Well, even in France, we see these kinds of things happening. That The police are using facial recognition software uh, on cameras installed in, in and throughout the country of France and By the way, they could also use a body cam uh, to do this kind of thing if they wanted to. I'm not saying that they are, but they could. Uh, Police and other investigators are looking for missing children, are looking for criminals, are looking for terrorists, using facial recognition cameras and software all throughout France. And the government just recently gave them the right to be able to use this on a trial basis in limited ways. But I think, again, If I had a missing child, yes, I would want them to be searched for with every means possible. There's a good use of that tool. But what happens when it falls into the wrong hands? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying we got to proceed with caution, not just get, get sucked into, oh, wow, this is so cool. Look at what good it can do. We got to consider this as we approach these things. And we see that happening. Uh, Even people are using this already for negative things. The owner of the New York Knicks, New York Rangers, uh, James Dolan, he had people that were suing him. About 90 different law groups suing him and and the Knicks and and the different organizations over this and that kind of uh, litigation. And so he decided to bar certain people using facial recognition software. And when they recognized this lawyer is trying to use his ticket to get in the game, uh, it flashed the security system. Nope, don't let this guy in. Uh, he's fighting against us. He's not on our side. We're not letting him in. Even though he bought a ticket, he wasn't welcome. Now, as you can imagine, there are some ongoing legal issues resulting from that. But again, I'm saying, what happens when somebody wants to use this technology in that manner? to lock you out, to force you to stay at home, to force you to stay away, uh, to not allow you to have your freedoms any longer. Again, I don't want to leave you in fear. I don't want to leave you in panic. But I do want you to open your eyes to the reality of what's happening around us. But ultimately, I encourage you and I call you, fix your eyes on Jesus. This, What is this world coming to, somebody asked? Here's the answer. It's coming to Jesus. So we got to fix our eyes on Him and keep in close step with Him in these days that we live. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.